What do you get when you mix fireworks, wind tunnels, and the Commonwealth Games? You got a good reason to watch movies after work. Hey there, guys. It's Thomas Green. And I'm Alex Dubas. And this is Movies After Work. And we are tackling the behemoth of social media this weekend, Wonder Woman 1984. But we did not want to do it on our own. So we got two of the coolest people that we know to make us seem more qualified with what we're doing. We're bringing one person back. We're getting one person on the show finally for the first time. It is Nick and Tiff from Black Girls Do Stuff Too. I like to give us our own intro music, our sound effects. Hey, I... Sound effects will be a new thing to the show, so bring it on. <laughs> uh, now, for the for the negative three people who listen to this show but don't listen to yours, uh, tell them tell them what your show is all about. Black Girls Do Stuff Two is kind of our take on pop culture, movies, TV, comics, um, just general kind of lifestyle topics. But we wanted to bring a new perspective to the table because we didn't often see ourselves represented unless it was something like Black Panther or um, something starring a very prominent Black star. So we were like, no, we like watch regular stuff too. Or not even regular stuff, but we watch everything too. So like, you know, include us uh, when you want other opinions. And so now we are. We made, we made our own table. <laughs> and it, if guys, if you don't, I mean, again, I assume that everyone who listens to our show is listening to yours, but if for some reason I'm wrong, <laughs> enjoy their show. Digest their show. It is fantastic. It is so much fun. Um, Aww. It is Thank a lot, you. It is a lot of fun to listen <laughs> Thank to. Thank you. you. You guys have been some of our longest-running friends in the in the film Twitter pod, podcast family community. Uh, yeah. Since we got yeah. started, I still remember one yeah. of my, one one of my big <laughs> memories still to this day with with our show is we were about four or five episodes in, and I was feeling good about the show. I was trying to remind myself we were new, we weren't going to be heard too much, and we had just started talking, and all of a sudden I get a notification for the first time ever that we've been mentioned in a tweet, and it's <laughs> Nick who apparently threw off people at work because she was laughing at something I said during our Hereditary episode. <laughs> and that, I mean, that was, that, was a, that was a nice uplifting, hey, we're, we're doing something good here moment for us. Uh, it's always, you've, you've always been a big part of, part of the good memories here for us. Well, thank you. Anything I can do, because honestly, when I was in my former position, I was able to listen to a lot more podcasts, mm -hmm. and, you know, I really wanted to, like, live tweet what I was listening to, because people put so much work into podcasts, like, between recording and editing and coming up with topics, mm -hmm. and you guys have a, an amazing show, and so I was like, look, I laughed out loud, like, I need to tell the people they have to go and listen <laughs> to this. I still remember people turning around and being like, What? It's wrong. <laughs> I I still in that that moment in the movie is my second place for parts of that movie that bother me. 
the, the thing the guy in the the thing that will bother me the most will always be the father prepping dinner in the hallway. That's always going to be the thing that bothers me the most about that movie. But, but yes, second place will always be Tony Collette saying that she sees ghosts when she's seen a ghost. <laughs> Even Haley Joe Osment waited until he got into the double digits before he started talking to Bruce Willis about it. This is true. He makes a very well, valid point. To be fair, no, but to be fair, nobody even asked him before. They didn't ask him at the first ghost. He really didn't even tell Bruce Willis. And he was like, my dude, you're also a ghost. <laughs> Pointedly looking at you when I say I see ghosts. Oh, who's giving out spoilers this time? It's not me. It's you. <laughs> yes, I guess I guess that should be our show. We just kind of say screw it and throw ca- and don't throw caution to wind or anything. You. You two do a fantastic job of trying your darndest. That's because I get yelled at because I will spoil things for her often. So she's very quick yes. to let me know that I'm spoiling other people. And I'm always like, other people haven't watched this? <laughs> I know this episode just aired yesterday, but nobody else watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, you know... We brought, we're bringing you guys in to talk about Wonder Woman 84. We're very excited to do that. We did want to touch on uh, one trailer real quick that came out. Well, hold on. Somebody mentioned Arsenio Hall, so we should really talk about Coming to America as well. Oh, that's right. I have not watched that trailer yet. Oh, I darn. know. I know. I know. I'm probably like the one person on black Twitter that has not watched it yet. But it's, no, it's it is exactly what you, what you expect it to be. <laughs> I can't have a trailer either, but intentionally, I want to wait. I actually want to wait. So, okay. but I can't that's, that's fair. We don't need to discuss it, but yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've seen other people take on it, but I just don't want to build up this excitement in me because. And then, but, coming to America is like how they were marketing this this movie too because they show you all the like yeah we have a plot we have you know a reason why we're making this movie yeah we know you don't care the barbershop's back guys there it is okay you know <laughs> that's all we care about the spoon a continuation of the spoon joke <laughs> yeah so that yeah um 
Yeah, if you're if you're waiting, absolutely wait. If if you're not, by all means, make sure you watch the trailer. Uh, it's it looks really great. The one character we don't suggest is returning that I hope is returning for a surprise cameo is I'm hoping Samuel L. Jackson comes back to try to rob some more <laughs> fast food joints. <laughs> Bring him back, like because that's one of Sam's first movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. second, I think the first one he was a crackhead. The second one he was robbing the store. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> weren't they both Eddie Murphy movies? <laughs> I think. No, so. no, the no. first one was um, huh? If you hadn't asked me the name of the movie, I would have <laughs> named. Is it New Jack City? He was a it crackhead. Might it might be. It might mm-hmm. be. Um, but yeah, so that's how he like you know first got first kind of came on the scene. I would love for him to come back. That would probably make the movie for me. I wouldn't care about anything else if he came back just for a cameo. I, and if they also did another soul glow moment. I, I, I have, would love it. I have to believe that if they if any if anyone involved with that movie called Samuel L. Jackson and said, Hey, we're making Coming to America too, at that point in the conversation he would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's iconic. It's iconic. Oh, yeah. It's literally like, no, you know, I'm just, I'm beyond. I'm, I'm just chilling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone is above hearing, hey, Eddie, Mur- uh, Eddie Murphy's making movies again and doesn't want to mm-hmm. be a part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the, uh, the other trailer that we wanted to talk about real quick was... Uh, Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. Um, he's our new John Wick, apparently. <laughs> um, Better not call Saul anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe calling Saul is really a good you. idea now. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think this this trailer looks just incredible. I think this concept is brilliant. Um, I think it's. You know, Bob Odenkirk has such a history with comedy, um, being on Mr. Show with his sketch comedy. He has, you know, such a knack for improv. You know, he was a standout in Breaking Bad, so much so that they give him his own spinoff. I think he has the chops to absolutely, you know, sell a, hey, it's, it's, you know, Liam Neeson. It's an old guy doing the, you know, action of a, you know, 30-something movie star but he's secretly a badass and could kill everyone in the room. Like, I, I just think that's really, really ingenious. Yeah. Well, I it, mean, you know, oh, I was going to say, for me, it was kind of like, it gave me kind of like a more, like a dark comedy twist on like Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, with, yeah. Um, I can see that. You know, Gerard Butler, when his family kind of gets attacked and then he goes on a rampage against everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mixed with like the John Wick, like you guys said. Um, it makes it, yeah, like a little bit of like that taken by just because of an age thing. I I just watched the trailer like four minutes ago, everyone. She oh, screamed oh, in our oh, ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I was really into it because I do like that, um, that actor. And I think, I think that it would be awesome. I hope they don't do a series on it though. Like, I, I really don't want that. But, like, a one-time movie, I think that would be awesome. See, my prediction right now is 
Because it's from at least somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody that was associated with the John Wick films. Yeah. Like a director or a producer, someone. So mm-hmm. I, a part of me is thinking that somebody has this, somebody got this idea of anyone can be an action star, let's test it. So really it's going to be a series of movies with different actors who you would never think of becoming action stars. Yes. Okay, that I did. So that I'm, I, I am very excited for the movie where we see a man finally can't take enough and has to kill everyone in his path, starring Pat Oswalt. <laughs> I would probably actually pay full price for a movie ticket to see that. Oh, I, I, I would go after nine p.m. Just saying it. As soon as I'm so excited for that movie, I'm going to go get in line for it once we're done recording, and it doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> yeah, I have like a list that I would like to see do that, like that I would love, love like Craig Robinson. I would love him in a movie like oh, that. Oh yeah, like, well, that would be a good one. Too. He he would be really good for that. Yeah, like I have I have a list. <laughs> I just can't wait for the grandmother who can't take it anymore. Maggie Smith starring in, you know. I thought you were going to say Betty White. <laughs> Betty White bust out her Betty shot. White or Maggie Smith. Well, they have to face each other at the end. Oh! The third act finale. Oh, that Ooh. would be awesome. I, I changed my mind. That's the one I want the most. Mid, and mid-credit scene, Helen Mirren shows up because she's the one running everything. <laughs> Turns out Meryl Streep is the daughter. <laughs> Okay, we're giving away all the good ideas. All right, let's um, save a couple for the writers. We better trademark them. We, we, we get paid for them. We all yeah. might ha- we all might have to make our own list and and do some and do some Twitter swapping of people that we want to see in action movies. Yeah, that that yeah. make yeah. potentially no sense. <laughs> but yeah. I'm for that. All right, wasn't well, I'm wasn't Helen Mirren red? Yes, yes, she was. Wasn't that she was great? The, yeah, that was essentially the plot of that movie was, hey, John, Malkovich, John Willis mm-hmm. and, and Helen Mirren are all going to kick some ass for an hour and a half. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they play, I mean, Bruce Willis was would beat you up. Morgan oh, Freeman, definitely. you trusted him to, to guide the way and tell you what you needed to know. John Malkovich, you were worried that his insanity was going to get everyone killed, and Helen Mirren was... <laughs> Amazingly like attractive. Everyone was playing to their strength. Yeah. That's true. So now we need to see her kick some butt. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, speaking speaking of strength, let us dive into Wonder Woman 1984. I wish we had some like synth piano that I could transition right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to so many other people's shows where they say something like that, and then you hear the trailer music and stuff like that, and I always go, man, it must, it must be cool to know how to do that stuff. I'll be in the background. Just... <laughs> oh, I don't have to get up and work out. That's my workout. Once, once, I, once I get better on piano, I'm just going to record every single one of our episodes on in front of the piano, and I'll just play music the whole time. There you go. The whole show is just me sitting there going, wrap it up, dude. My hands are hurting from all this vamping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's start with this 
the the opening prologue flashback sequency thing. Um, was I the only person who was worried during that opening narration that she was about to sing Imagine again? <laughs> stretch of the whole opening bit was they they got out of the water and they ran for the horses and I immediately went wait 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 are we trying to make triathlons seem cool <laughs> it was like the old Grecian version of the well, triathlon well that well that's for for people who are wondering this is what I was referring to when I said the commonwealth games at the beginning and that's a joke for 
people like our friend M from Verbal Diorama and other people not in the, U- <laughs> the U.S. For those people, that joke hopefully lands. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I had to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it was like it was like the Iron Man. So I was like, all right, it's kind of like Iron Man. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's basically it, it's basically just. Britain trying to host their own version of the Olympics because they, they because they want to lose to different people than normal at the Olympics. Um, they gotta be the something. Yeah. But something. Yeah. For me, for me. What I I just got kind of confused with the opening because I'm watching it going. Wait, was she this skilled and and talented and all that at this age in the first film? Because I feel like at this point in the first film, she wasn't even allowed to train yet, or she maybe had I just think she started. Was secretly training, and I think also too, it, I kind of took it as she was the version of Diana after her mom gave her aunt permission to train her because the little actress that played Baby Diana, because that was the same one that played the really really yeah. one in the first mm-hmm. one. She's yeah. older now. So I think yeah. she's supposed to be that age where she's now allowed to train. Right. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to relook because I feel I thought she was like teenagerish when she got caught and was actually. She was like a. She was like preteenish. Yeah. It's how I took it. I could completely be wrong, but <laughs> I saw her as like a preteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't watched the first one, Wonder Woman. You know, since I initially watched it forever ago and, and for most of that time she's just being read a book so <laughs> I don't really remember what happened at the end of her, her arc as a child I yeah I've, I've watched with the exception of Man of Steel because it wasn't initially on there I've watched all the other films in this uh, connected franchise since getting HBO anymore? Max I they don't want to. The cl- they are. They can't. They can't make up their mind. I don't think. Because yeah. um, I mean, Patty Jenkins was kind of bashing Zack Snyder's version of of, of I Wonder she Woman. Was bashing more of a Josh Whedon's version of Justice League because Zack Snyder also produced this one, didn't he? Yeah, but I, I, and the first one. I, I mean, I think at this point he's just kind of there, there, there because he's got, because he's got like initial work on everything sort mm-hmm. of yeah. it. Um, so I feel like it's more that kind of a producing than actually hands on. There wasn't enough slow motion for me to believe that Zack Snyder was hands-on with this movie. And this one, not at all. There was no slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's very He's not wrong. Every time you watch a Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder action movie, it's almost like watching 300 again. He adds yeah. at least 45 minutes to each movie through slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> or just very yeah, stylized like, shots. Yes. <laughs> Somebody, like standing yeah, and sparkling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very you, shots, but. If you play it at normal speed, that four hour Snyder cut is about an hour and a half. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm curious because even with um, not that I want to dwell on the fact that it exists, um, as we're trying not to too much on this show, but even with the Snyder cut coming out, Gal Gadot said that she's not that she didn't film anything for it. Oh, so, anything extra or something? Yeah. Right? So yeah. essentially, this is all the the new that we're getting with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm, Unless there's scenes or footage that we didn't see with, I, yeah, and I think they were saying too, like the story is a little bit different in the Snyder cut. Like they cut up the story that they had going on, which is why certain parts of it might not have made sense or was very simplified. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we want to go around and, and say sort of top level thoughts on uh, on Wonder Woman, or do we want to start to like pick it apart a little bit? Uh, Nick Tiff, if one of you wants to give us a thought, and we can we can start picking from there. We can always handle it that way. Okay. Um, okay. I will say that I noticed that this film was very polarizing from people, like not even just on Twitter, but from just talking to my friends and family that have watched it. People either really hate it or they really like it. Very few people are like in the middle. But say I'm in the middle. Like, I didn't like it. I, well, I didn't. I liked it, but I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. But there were enough parts of it that worked enough for me to like it and to ignore the parts that I didn't really care for. Like, I think that I agree with people that say that the story itself is kind of weak, but I like the message behind it. The whole, like, you can't live a lie or everybody can't get what they want because in the world we're being chaos and... A lie is a lie, no matter how nice it looks. Mm-hmm. I did. I like that message behind it. I like Steve and Diana, of course. They're always the the big draw for me. I love them together as a couple. I think Gal Gadot and Chris Pine have great chemistry, and they bounce off together well. And I will say that Gal Gadot, especially in the emotional scenes of this movie, I think she did a lot better than she did in the first one. Because uh, during her and Steve's when she renounces her wish, I was I, I was crying. Me and my sister-in-law were both trying to hide it from my brother. But we were for sure crying. <laughs> She's like running away. We're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it. I think the emotional parts that were supposed to hit hit me the way I think that they intended them to. So I liked it. That is my general thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really what? wanted to like this movie. I, I did not. <laughs> I uh-huh. I was hoping I w- wouldn't be on my own here. Or be You're probably not guy. on your own. I'm. I yeah. I might be the only one that liked it. <laughs> I just there was so many problems for me and so many inconsistencies and so many times I just ended up rolling my eyes. Like, the fact that one artifact in this film is, like, the catalyst for everything, it just, it drove me insane. Like, this one thing is why we get to have Cheetah, and why we get to have Steve Trevor back, and why we get this villain in Max Lord, and why everyone gets these wishes, and, and, like, it just... It it just spiraled for me, (laughs) and it, it got, like, progressively worse my girlfriend and i were watching it last night and we stopped with like 25 minutes left 
have I not been watching it to record with everyone, I would have left it at that. <laughs> I would have been fine not finishing it. Yeah. One question I do have about the MacGuffin, though, is the guy who wished for coffee, wouldn't he have to lose the very first guy? Because you know how the, the wish thing works. If you wish for something, you lose something important to you. Well, I never so saw he wished, that he wished so for maybe coffee. maybe he lost his job. <laughs> maybe. I was going to say, he got COVID. He lost his sense of taste. So oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't see him in another scene, so maybe what was, like, most precious to him was his job, and he lost it. Yeah. Because he's gone after he got coffee. Maybe, um, yeah. Turn, turned I, out that that was, like, me, a bribe or something. I think for me, in this movie, I am, I don't quite hate it, um, as much as Alex, but... I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. it. Okay, well, I don't dislike it as much as Alex, but I don't like it as much as Tess either. I, I, so, okay, so one thing, like, I don't really like love stuff, right? <laughs> but, like, when that, when that is the motivator, and so maybe I'm cold heart, maybe I don't get it, but, like, I'm always like, mm, like, the whole world, but you or watch so world. many Hallmark yeah. movies, I would think that would be right up your alley, your Hallmark alley. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. So I, it's not that I don't like love and romance and stuff like that, but I don't like when love is the motivator for someone to save the world. It's the thing that's going to keep a hero from saving the world is one person. Like yeah. that type of stuff just like doesn't vibe with me very well. And I get her whole speech about like, I don't ask for anything. And why do I, because you chose to leave your island to be a hero, Diana. That's yeah. why you don't yeah. see Trevor, okay? Yeah, true, but I would be Wait, wait, it would be one thing if, like, it was just her having him and, like, the whole world wasn't in jeopardy. You get what I'm saying? And so, yeah. it's stuff like that. And I and I complain about this in every movie that I watch. But it's not just Wonder Woman. Every movie that I watch where this is a thing, when Peter Quinn, or uh, Peter Quill, couldn't let uh, Thanos, like, them get the glove off because of Gamora. <laughs> like, this is true. Like <laughs> and Steve went back in time and changed history. Yeah, like, you know... All those different, like, type of things, it's just, it's one of those things that, for me, I get it, it's trying to show the humanity and the character, but for me, it actually goes against the character that you look up, right? Um, and everything else, I love the fashion, so I was really into the fashion and the, the shoes were I great. Thought, I, was there. Um, I thought that the styling of it to look like an actual 80s, I used to watch old Woman Woman episodes when I was little, mm-hmm. so, like, how stylized i like that kind of campiness that little over the topness so visually i really enjoyed the movie but from an actual like storyline i did it yeah i i agree with you completely the the fact that we've they do an incredible job initially showing that wonder woman's been working in the shadows and she takes a great deal of care to like knock out all the cameras in the mall so that no one you know finds Mm -hmm. out it's really her but Mm -hmm. she she saves the woman who's running and then she saves the girl in the mall and she arrest the you know or, or gets the three guys who are trying to rob mm-hmm. the rob the place and this is this person who's been doing all these good deeds and working in the shadows for all these years and she finally brings back the love of her life and i hate the end of the world stakes that we have mm-hmm. here and yeah. the fact that mm-hmm. diana let it get to this point like the per- the character you've built up i don't ever believe that she let it get to this point like yeah, right. that's where it started to really really lose me 
Yeah, and I think that's what it is for me too. It's like, it, like I could, I could see it from some angles, but when it's like the, the end of the world of one person, okay, so everybody's just gonna die. You're gonna keep them so everybody can die anyway. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for for me, the movie was just exhausting. I I found myself, they, I mean, they put more effort into making us emotionally connect with the main villain, Max Lord, than they than they made an effort to make us emotionally connect with our superhero. Yeah, yeah and that, I can see that baffled me. Yeah. That compl- like it baffled me that we decided to take that approach to things because it made it made no sense to me. I thought we Barbara slash Cheetah just felt wasted to me. Yeah, she felt absolutely wasted. We we introduce her and we we rely entirely on random really obvious improv rambling from Kristen Wiig to to establish that she's awkward instead of really showing it with what's going on in any scene. And then she spends like an hour, hour and a half of the movie as a random character who's basically just telling them where to go next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we I mean for me at the point where there's a half an hour left in the movie, we're halfway <laughs> through the plot. And then that last I, half hour, we are truncating half of the movie into that ha- final half hour as fast and sloppily as we can just shove it out. Yeah. And and when we have a half an hour, you know, like I stopped, you know, with a half an hour 25 minutes left. And when I haven't seen Cheetah in her, you know, final form or true form or whatever, and this is what's been, you know, teased in the marketing, and I know I'm now going to see her for roughly five minutes. And then the dark yeah. Like, that, that was a just wasted opportunity. Think, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think you wanted to see her in the dark. That was trash. Yeah. <laughs> no. I feel like that's the, the tone of this year. Better. Like with CGI, like all the CGI for all of the movies this year have been ring bands. Yeah. And I wonder if it's a, it's because of COVID. <laughs> well, this this was planned to come out in, in twenty nine or, or earlier this year or or twenty nineteen. Yeah. I'm not sure. Summer um, of this year, beginning of this summer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I think this film has had more than enough time. This is two and a half hours, and in. in you know, a better editor's hand, it could be a little bit faster, it could be a little bit, you know, better. Tighter. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, tighter, obviously. And when, um, I just, I couldn't stand Barbara's villainous turn, because she goes from being this sort of endearing, you know, awkward, um, but super nice girl, and then she becomes, you know, super confident, and she's, you know, strutting around, and then her, her quote-unquote villainous turn, you're not making me think this person's turning into a villain when she's kicking, like, a sexual predator down the street. If yeah. I suddenly yeah. had right. superpowers, I'd kick a sexual predator down the street, too. And she didn't and even kill him. Like, she what just are you kept... doing? Mm-hmm. 
And wasn't until she's like, mind your business, and you're like, oh, she's evil now. Yeah. And, like, I can agree with you with the MacGuffin thing because they blamed it on the MacGuffin again because she turned out like this because that's what she gave up with her wish is her her niceness, everything that made her what she was before. But, yes, I agree. I can agree with them. Yeah. I I think they should have had... Of one villain in this movie instead of trying to split it between Max Lord and Barbara. Yeah. 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 I, because honestly, even with Max Lord, he didn't come off so much as a villain other than a shady, more than a shady yeah. businessman until yeah. very end. You know what That's I mean? That's also like, him in the comics. He's kind of a villain sometimes and sometimes he's kind of not. It just depends on what they're using him for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I will say about halfway through the movie, give or take, I I officially called it that for me, and maybe this is just me, Kristen Wiig is absolutely Jim Carrey in Batman Returns, or Batman Forever, <laughs> yeah. and Pascal is absolutely Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, one is playing a character where you can tell when they're being allowed to improvise and therefore they shouldn't have been allowed to. And one is playing it so over the top and hammy that it just seems ridiculous that I'm supposed to feel threatened by them. And, it, like, that's that's how they resulted for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I literally at one point... I had the note, what all around is Mando doing? <laughs> he forgot all about Grogu back in his office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, for me, I definitely got Electro vibes from Kristen Wiig's character. Yeah. Uh, like, mm-hmm. that's what it, it, it was like so much like when, how Jamie Fox played Electro, you know, like, before he got stopped after, like, so... I was just kind of like, okay. But I did think, again, going back to the visuals, because I got to get this movie to love, Kristen loved fire. Yeah, she, <laughs> she did. She was so mm-hmm. good. And she was outfits, working those heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, like, her outfits, like, that black dress outfit, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, like, her hair and everything like that. Like, I thought she looked great. I thought that they put together. So somebody tweeted that they didn't feel, like, 40 minutes into the movie, they didn't feel like the movie was in the 80s, except for the mall scene. And I disagree. I definitely felt 80s vibes mm-hmm. from the movie. So I did think that they did a good job. Like it's called, I mean, you have to make it 80s if it's 1984 is in the title, you know. Yeah. So I did think that they did a good job with that. Um, but like you said, two, like two villains, it, it just split the time a lot for me. And I, the one thing I can say is I understood the motivations of Cheetah more than anybody else in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she didn't want to go back, and that was very clear. She was like, "Look, I'm. I, this is very shallow. I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to give him back. You know, yeah. mm. that that's anything else in the, in the film. Yeah, and I like. I'm I'm openly not in any way, shape, or form a, a Kristen Wiig SNL fan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I have I have a lot of different thoughts, including. Some some cast changes that happened during her tenure. Um, whenever t- someone tells me they're a fan, I always tell them to uh, watch YouTube clips of Mo Collins to see all all of Kristen Wiig's bits before C- Kristen Wiig did them. 
Um, <laughs> but I I was rooting for her in this role. Um, I like when they announced her, I was excited because I actually, I still think she should have played, um, older Bev in It Chapter Two. Oh, that was yeah. So that way they that had, so that way they had someone besides Jessica Chastain. But, um, <laughs> but so I was. Yeah, there are only three Hollywood redheads. They like rotate her, so. <laughs> <laughs> they they rotate them. Can they just? skip Jessica every now and then <laughs> I like emoting I can't what can I say um but did you just watch Ava <laughs> where is this coming from <laughs> no I didn't um but yeah I I was so excited to see her in this movie and then she was just wasted yeah yeah um I think the, the best what they gave her um yes like what they gave her and what they like a lot, because honestly, if you, they allow you to improvise, that means they probably don't have anything really for you to do anyway. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think she did best with what the material that she had. But I just don't think the material was strong. Oh, definitely, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah and and uh, yeah, and I loved the I loved the weird mentality this movie had of evil people can own it in heels. Um, I, I love, there was such a weird vibe going on of that. And I even, I even made a joke, um, to, to one of my friends at one point where I was just like, they make that point that like, if you can, if you can move easy in heels, you're evil. And that's ridiculous. I mean, I can move easy in heels. Okay. Okay. That's a Are fair you point. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell us? It's all coming out now. The, I I went to a performing arts college. If you think I have not thrown on some heels in my life, you are crazy. <laughs> um, but I honestly... Yes, also... Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. I was just going to say, also, like, let me know. Give me the full green light when I can start busting over this time. I'm saving it. I'm, I'm bottling it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I... What I w- um, the last thing I want just wanted to say real quick, Chris and Wig is, I would have loved to have seen the character again after her sitting there by herself in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I I told I told uh, my friend Andrew who was on the show recently. I told him today I would have loved it if she had gotten together with the guy that Chris Pine possessed at the end of the movie. <laughs> that. I, I think it would have been such a little silly throwaway thing, but it would have been funny for the audience that it would have been great. Um, now, I thought it would have been great if she hadn't renounced her wish and she got to keep her tuna form. <laughs> or did everything get, like, well, that's, canceled when he unwished himself and his stone? That's the question, is did she actually renounce? We don't hear her renounce, so did she renounce... <laughs> Or did she, because she was, she gained the power that turned her into that cheetah form because he was sharing the power from all the people's wish wishes. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I understood it to be. Maybe I'm wrong. That's, yeah, that's um, not how I interpreted yeah. it. So it wasn't so much, okay. so we don't know if she actually renounced her wish. I mean, we're doing these large time hops in the Wonder Woman movie, so it doesn't really matter because... She's not coming back. Um, mm-hmm. The next movie will probably be set present. in the present day. So 
it won't even matter what she did. What if they do another one? True. That's very true. But, yeah, we left her very, we left her unnecessarily open-ended. Um, yeah, I agree. And that's... Yeah. Just more issue. But, Nick, here's, here's the big question I have to ask you especially. Because I need, I need to know your answer. Because I know mine. I know my answer. Okay. Okay. I'm nervous. You roll over in bed in the morning. (laughs) And at least, and at least shirtless. Chris Pine is there with a pop, with a pop tart in his mouth. (laughs) And you know, and you know, he is technically in another person's body who has not consented to this situation. What are you doing? Um, well, oh, that's hard. I don't want to, I don't want to sound rapey here. (laughs) But like, he's in another person's body, but aren't we all just a soul anyway? My answer was just we'll we'll keep it in the northern hemisphere. But I I respect your I respect your decisions. I I did not feel one way or the other about Chris Pine. Then he started adding a little salt and pepper to that hair, and now I'm on board. <laughs> was it also the '80s fashion that probably did it for you, the fanny pack? I mean, anyone wearing a fanny pack, and I have to at least double look. <laughs> I have to at least do. I have to at least do a quick double check just to just to know. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like with Chris Pine specifically, of all, like how they always say he's the best Hollywood Chris. You all know who my number one is, but my strong yeah. number two has always been Chris Pine because I feel like he's the most like sophisticated of the Chris. <laughs> like he's, he's the most the- well-rounded. <laughs> he is. He's like the most serious Chris. He's like the daddy Chris. He is the most, he seems like he's the most mature Chris. He's the Spider-Man Chris. Yeah, you know, True. he is. And so I feel like, I just feel like, you know, he has a solid place. Like, I can see why people would put him in number one. He's not my number one. I want to emphasize that for the people in case for any reason. He's my number one. Okay, he can be your number one. He's my number two. Number two. And I just felt like he did a, like, anything he's in, I, I've never seen him bring it down. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of how I felt about the movie, I always enjoy watching his performances. Mm-hmm. So, and it was the same way for this movie. Like, the scenes he was in, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like that pop tart scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the pop tart scene. I really, my favorite scene was actually him picking his outfit. Because <laughs> it wasn't just the 80s fashion, but it was like he was trying to rationalize everything. Like, he knew. Like, he I... hasn't even been around. He was like, no, but this I had I had so many deja vu flashes to Ken in Toy Story Three. Yes. During that. That is a very good comparison. That was so good. Um Yeah, I will say just 
just to, yeah, Chris Evans for when you want to have a chill time, Chris Hemsworth for a fun time. You want to work out. Chris, Chris, <laughs> yeah, and you want to work out or just be silly. Holy shit. Chris Pine when you want to have a, a quiet adult, full-on adult night out of, like, mm-hmm. nice fancy yeah. dinner, opera, something like that. Yeah. And then Chris yeah. Pratt when you need a ride to church. That's that's how you break it. I don't know if I would want to go to his church. He could drop me off. <laughs> you make him go to your church. It's true. That's a good, still there? good okay. breakdown of each of them. Like, okay. I think, I actually, like, everybody, like, hates Chris Pratt or whatever for, like, in 2020. I actually think he's really funny. Like, I do think he's a funny guy. Um, so I think he could, like, he's one of those people, like, if you're at work, he's going to make you laugh at the coffee table. When everybody's going to lunch, you probably won't invite him because everybody else doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very empty. I, I really yeah, hated like, him, yeah. like, shouting after her, like, I'll always love you. Like, he, you've already, this decision is already hard enough for her. And yeah. you're, you're shouting at her, at her as she's, like, running away. Um, Doing, I really, I really loved the, um, the scene of, of the two of them, and it's really brief, but them holding hands as they're walking down the street, because, uh, um, Diana's wearing like this sports coat with the big 80s shoulder pads. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> Chris Pine's like just dressed fucking goofy, just 80s clothes. And you're like, <laughs> okay, just them holding hands, you see who wears the pants in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> she literally like, has on the suit. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was, it was very endearing. <laughs> I love that too. And I felt like he was the smartest person in the movie. Like, they go on their little adventure to figure out the stone. They talk to the dude, Frank, and then he's like, oh, so either you renounce your wish or we kill that dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we but either way, I'm not going to be around. So, like, mm-hmm. it's a small rolling. And they're yes. like, well, I will never renounce my wish. And he's like, but you should, though. Especially since she wasn't willing to kill Maxwell Lord. Because I thought that was like right. a war thing. You either renounce it or you kill him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was like, yeah, that he was like the smart character in the movie, and I was just like, dang, come on, man, like <laughs> let let's do this, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm definitely he has the best line in the movie, without without a doubt, and it's it's the moment after the little radar banter where he just goes, well, shit, Diana. Shit, Diana. <laughs> that that was my favorite line in the whole movie. Yeah. The delivery of it is great. We, yeah. we were all able to quote that because it was undoubtedly the best delivery. But I, yeah. I, I will say, though, I, I will debate him being the smartest character in the movie. One, because he's amazed by a lot of things that existed when he was alive. <laughs> like trash Well, like escalators. Uh, I believe 1908 is when they were invented, if I read correctly. Oh. 
um, that and the subway both existed when he was alive, so his amazement was confusing. He also is slow in different ways, because, think about it, the, the dude getting coffee, instant. The receptionist getting help, instant. Yeah. Barbara getting her powers, instant. Steve <laughs> took like a day and a half. <laughs> he was stalking Diana because he didn't know the best way to approach her. It was like he got lost. <laughs> he got lost on the way to what he was doing. He says something like that. He said, like, I saw you coming out of work, but I, like, I didn't know how to walk up to you. He makes a mention of that, which is also another problem I have with this film. There's so much, uh, like, tell, don't show in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I hate the fact that everyone has to explicitly say their wish to Max. Like, he has to explicitly say his wish to the stone. And, yep. I mean, I get that we're doing that for the purpose of us knowing what's happening. But it, it, it just, there was so much that I felt could have been better conveyed by, you know, it just actually yeah. happening. Well, Diana's was like that, to be fair. She, she said, because she was like, uh, Kristen Wiig's character was Barbara. She was like, I don't, if there's so many things to wish for, I don't even know where I'd start. And she just looks at the phone and says, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, she closed her eyes. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, time, he came back. <laughs> there was this gust of wind that blew her hair back. And like, <laughs> you see his picture on her nightstand. And like, she's sitting at a table by herself and and the waiter asks her, oh, is it dinner for two? Oh, it's just one. Like, can you, are you kidding me? The strongest woman in the world is just pining after this one person. Is she that sad all the time? Oh, like, don't, don't, like don't, that's don't, 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 for, don't forget the taxi bit. <laughs> yeah. The taxi bit was super heavy handed. No, thanks. I'm waiting. Look up at the plane in the sky. <laughs> I, 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 I will say that what bothered what bothered me about this movie is that I felt like the one consistent strong theme that existed in this movie and and Tiff and Nick let me know if I'm I'm off base and I was I was crazy imagining that it was saying this was happiness equals a man. I didn't feel happiness equals a man. Mm-mm. For me, the goal was kind of like, I think that, with, well, what I interpreted from it, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but it was like, you know, you can wish yourself popular and all these other things and blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you lose what's essential to you, then it's all worth anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. To, to which I say, so what, if I'm not, doesn't really matter. People laugh at my jokes anyway. So. <laughs> but I think that's what they were trying to get across. Part of it anyway. Yeah, at least part of it. Now, I, I do have to put in a couple of plot hole grievances with this movie. Um, just because if I don't, just because if I, just because if I don't, writing in all caps in my notes was completely pointless. Um, first, first of all, how come you don't have to touch Max Lord to renounce your wish? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that should have been part of the challenge. Like, if she had to get close enough to him to touch him to renounce her wish, or at least be looking in his eyes like he kept saying, that, like, <laughs> that would have, that would have been some interesting, the fact that she could just say, I renounce, and, yeah. she, and she was good, just felt so anticlimactic to me. Um, I, I flat out write, I flat out wrote, fuck you, she can't fly. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I, I thought no. the exact same thing. Wait, of who? Of, of Tiffany or of Thomas? Sorry? You thought the same as Tiffany that, or of that Thomas? That was me. I, I, she's, fall, she's falling with style. Mm-hmm. Um, because she, because there's a whole thing where she goes, she listens to him saying "fly." All it is is just riding the current, and so that's what she does. And then she'll like, but that's go. not what it is. There's lift. There's so many things involved. There's, she was using her lasso to. She was using her lasso to move through. <laughs> I, I like, and and that was another thing is that they didn't define the physics of anything. I I really enjoyed her using the lasso to swing herself almost, you know, Spider-Man-like, but with more intensity to the point where she practically is flying. Mm-hmm. But when she gets in the sky, is it like Thor's hammer? Is it she's she has to <laughs> grab something? Is she grabbing the clouds with her lasso? Like there was no I mean, grab- she her her dad lives in the clouds, so maybe he was just giving her a helping hand. <laughs> Who knows? Her dad is running above the clouds, exhausted, going, God damn it, Diana, figure this out on your own. It's a DC problem. Superman has whatever power he needed to defeat the monster of the week. So did Diane, you know, so did Wonder Woman. Batman had whatever he needed on his utility belt. Green Arrow yeah. had, you know, an arrow, arrow, an arrow that was exactly what he needed. Green Lantern could conjure whatever he needed to, you know. Yeah. Aquaman, it didn't matter. It was fish related. He was set. Um, <laughs> and with... And with the flash, it was always just run faster. Run there faster. you did it. Yeah. <laughs> or use the speed force. Yes. <laughs> so it's a it's a comic thing. Yeah, it's it was always a problem with DC in their in their comics since the beginning. I just I just think there was a way to do that so much better to that like really would have been a 
oh, holy shit, the invisible jet is coming. Like, instead mm-hmm. of me rolling my eyes. Like, it, it's the difference between Tom grabbing my leg when Ant-Man is about to become giant man and me <laughs> rolling my eyes when Diana turns this jet invisible. Oh, I agree. They could have showed us, showing, like, showed us with her practicing with the cup that she ends up losing because she turns yeah. it invisible. Yeah. That would have yeah. been yeah. a nice little Again, moment. That's, that or at some point have a, a have it break and she acknowledges it, but we don't mm-hmm. see a cup anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, as, I get what you guys are saying. I really, really do. But for me, it was like the highlight of the movie because it's that was my favorite was part of Wonder Woman. And it's my, it's my favorite part of Wonder Woman is the invisible plane, like the and everything. So, like, I was like, I don't remember it working like this, but you know what? Whatever, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most visually, I think, stunning part of the movie when they're just going yeah. through the fireworks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was Those where all the visual effects were. It was dumb, but you kind of forgive it <laughs> because of what comes out of it. Well, and that's, and I, I gotta say, that's the, that. That's one of the big things for me with this movie is this movie has kind of drawn a permanent line in the sand to me because we had swinging on lightning and the invisible jet. Mm-hmm. I never want to hear another DC fan say that the difference between DC and Marvel films is that Marvel films are for kids. <laughs> those no, there's, there's, those two things, whether you like them or not, those two things officially <laughs> end that argument. I don't know. I don't think as a DC fan, I would have ever said that Wonder Woman or Superman are not for children. I feel like they're the more light, except for when Diana like kills people. Like in the comics, she killed Maxwell Lord, and her and Bat, her and Superman have beef because it's because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess it's more fair to say. Zack Snyder and Chris Nolan yeah. fans, yeah. not so much yeah. DC fans. They didn't. They didn't want to make superhero movies for kids anymore. They wanted to make Man of Steel yeah. and mm-hmm. all the dark brooding shit. Yeah, yes. There's just a does lot not of... fit with Superman at all. No, oh. yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> no. And I think well, there's good. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I just I feel like there's a lot of inconsistencies. Like I keep saying, like, and. When Diana's losing her powers because uh, Steve Trevor is back, we see her get grazed with a couple bullets, and she, you know, can't take out the uh, take out Cheetah or Barbara at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't she, take out this. She slips on her lasso. What's up? She slips on her lasso. Yeah, mm-hmm. she slips on the lasso. We we see these things happen to her. The bullets, especially, really kind of bugged me because. I don't know that it was implied in the first one that she was no. essentially bulletproof. That's what made her crossing no man's land so badass because mm-hmm. she was vulnerable because there was stakes. And mm-hmm. is she essentially bulletproof? Are the gauntlets just pointless because <laughs> would she have taken damage otherwise? Mm-hmm. I, no, that was, was another that like was that. another little plot hole because I think in the first one they also <laughs> show her when she's on um, the mascara she gets like sliced mm-hmm. and it's does, just, yeah. she does she can get hurt I think she just heals very fast yeah she yeah. heals fast and we were show her getting hit by bullet shows more that her her fast reflexes are we're diminishing mm-hmm. so it's not so yeah. much that she's become vulnerable it's that her reflexes and her healing ability are weaning down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why they show her limping after she like 
rolls with the kids. Yeah. She, she yeah. Heard, like a person, she hurt herself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason for for that. Um, um, so I was just going to say to piggyback off of Thomas really quick about the line between DC and Marvel. This movie, for me, it wasn't the kids thing that ruined the line, but it was the villain. Because one thing that I've always credited, because you, if you listen to us, you know that Tiffany's more on the DC side, I'm more on the Marvel side. Mm-hmm. But I've always thought that DC comes Has better. so strong with their villains. Like, so strong. And I even think that there are stories, because there's like four iterations of Cheetah, and I think that yeah. there are other iterations that were stronger. Or even with mm-hmm. this one, they could have just like done a better job with her story. And I feel like this is the first DC movie where I watched the villain, and I was like, I'm not really that scared of either one. <laughs> like, <No>. Yeah. <laughs> like, neither one is really that bad compared to, you know, a lot like of the Joker. other villains. <laughs> the Joker, yeah. you know, no, and he just like slice your face off just sure. because he thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. You know, and, like, things like that. Like you see, you know, anything you see, Bane in these movies, like any of those things, and you're just like, dang, like that's a villain. Because I don't think that Marvel has very strong villains in the movies and things, or even in the comics sometimes. But I think like, it's yeah, it usually it's because I think DC's villains don't tend to have a very much, like, I want to destroy the world or I want to kill everybody type of thing. Like, they have their very niche ideas of what they want to do. Like, the Joker just wants to mess with Batman because he thinks it's fun. Or Lex Luthor wants to give humans an equal footing when it comes to the superpower beings because he thinks that they need to protect themselves from them one day. Or, like, they all have very grounded reasons for their villainy and if you really think about it they're only villains because they're opposite of the hero in yeah. the version that we're watching yeah except for the joker <laughs> yeah well and I, I yeah and and nick you're you're absolutely right i've as, as someone who grew up in a house full of comic books i will say marvel has better heroes dc has better mm-hmm. villains it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. always been that way um, mm-hmm. it's why it, it's why we get surprised by things like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in the mm-hmm. Daredevil series and that being so good um, yeah. it's why when DC heroes casting does work like Christopher Reeves it's such a big deal is because mm-hmm. you're taking the, the weaker aspect of these franchise these these companies and you're 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 elevating them mm-hmm. yeah and i just didn't get that with this particular movie which i i didn't I, I was kind of sad to see because it's one of the things that i personally i love a good villain more than i love a good hero she does and i i when i watch the movies like uh any of the dc movies that's really what i'm watching for and I will say Justice League was the first one to let me down. I didn't want him saying mother so many times. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like that. and so but now I was like, I'm just gonna take it out because everybody else doesn't like it either, so I'm just it doesn't count. And so this one, it was more so like, dang, like this was pretty much like, you know, what I what I watched DC movies for I didn't get out of this one. And so I would say I'm not really disappointed overall by the movie. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of in the middle, leaning more towards like mm, I probably won't watch it again. But I was if I was disappointed in anything, it was the the way that they portrayed the villains in this movie. 
I was I was disappointed by that. I agree. The other thing that I thought they had the opportunity to do, and the fact that they failed at it, mm-hmm. shocks me. Is the whole last movie was about kill Ares and humans will be peaceful. That was her mentality the whole movie. And she starts figuring out a little bit during that movie that that's not exactly the case. But she's still kind of mm-hmm. hope she's still kind of hopeful, especially because of Steve's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They had such an opportunity with this movie. Even just to give that as a rationale of why she wouldn't give Steve up to save humanity is because even with Ares gone, they're still behaving like this. They like mm-hmm. part of this is it, it, I I'm working my way through all of the the Pixar movies right now, and each time I got to a franchise, I watched my way through the franchise, and as a result, now I'm very overly conscientious, probably, of when a sequel, for lack of a nicer way to put it, offers nothing for the character. Yeah. And this movie mm-hmm. does not offer anything for Diana. The, f- uh, the first movie, besides Steve, does not matter for her character. Yeah. And it doesn't reflect on anything, and it's not a, a continuing to grow from that point, or even continuing to grow within the movie itself It's in on some level. So yeah. it's... Mm-hmm. That that was exhausting for me. And I think, uh, you know, to <clears throat> to jump off of your, you know, a man equals happiness or a man equals uh, weakness, however you put it, like, she, the only arc that she had here was you can finally let Steve go. Like, that's the only thing that she accomplished. And... I think there's a much better way to do that than taking, you know, one of, if not the strongest female character in like the history of fiction and just making her weaker throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I think it takes one of the most interesting aspects of her and d- just takes it away. Um, I also, I, the, the end with, with Max Lord, you know, it's just, it's, it's, cheesy when she has the lasso around him and you know we're supposed to expect that that every person who made a wish is now going to renounce their wish like there's not some selfish assholes in the world who wouldn't want to just keep their wish and yeah like the big people (laughs) (laughs) the big people that renounced their wishes made sense like the guy who wished and the wall came up because everybody was trying to kill him the president and all his news they made sense renouncing things for me but yeah, I agree with you on that. I, it would have been more interesting to see other people that just kept their wishes just cause. Yeah, yeah. And if how... I wished for a PS5 and he took something that I didn't give a shit about, I'd be like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep the PS5. Sorry, that's that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't understand what he could have taken from people as he's granting wishes to ha- make him a formidable force against Diana. Like there's well, he, yeah, I guess he was supposed to be taking like their health so that he was. Uh, what do you say? He would be like immortal, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, that I was. was mm-hmm. That would have been interesting. If, yeah, that would have been interesting if they because isn't the item or whatever that he becomes? He it's supposed to be like a totem from like a trickster god. 
Yeah. If they wanted to do to bring it back in, because a lot of Diana's villains tend to be like Greek gods for the most part, primarily Ares. Um, mm-hmm. But if they had brought, like, as in, like he was a conduit for that god's power at that point, yeah. that would have made more sense for him being a formidable foe for her at that point, because it's mm-hmm. not him. You know, it's somebody else moving him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But yes, it, yeah, I, I, it, it just hit me now. And I'm kind of sitting here stewing about it. But yes, we defeat the main villain of this movie by recreating the dumb Aquaman joke from Justice League. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the, I thought it was you were going to say. <laughs> because what I instantly thought of was the moment when Apocalypse got in Professor X's head. And then he's like, and for those of you who have power... I'm gonna I'm gonna really date myself on on, on this joke. Uh, so get ready everyone get ready with your Google. I wanna see someone oh, okay. re at I wanna see someone re edit this movie. Where instead of it being Max Lord, every single time someone makes a wish, we cut to the evil witch from the never ending story two collecting the marble memories. <laughs> yeah, that I is not so over my head. I haven't seen that movie since I was like I, d- I just remember, even as a kid, he just keeps, a- instead of asking for an entire wall of, like, an entire ladder to climb up the wall, he k- asks for each notch, individu- wishes for each one individually, and even as a kid, I was like, I'm done, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> this kid's too fucking stupid, he shouldn't be alive anymore, he deserves to be dead. <laughs> um, now, I- okay, I need, I-, I have one last major plot hole. That that I need clarification on because maybe I missed something. Do they show her getting the gold armor, or is it just as fucking stupid as she shows? No, up they with it showed on? her. They show a part after she's flying through the clouds. I guess she goes back. You see her open the paper, and the gold sparkles. I don't know how so, I missed yes. that. No, I get that. Where does she get it from, though? How does she get it from Themyscira? <laughs> oh, she doesn't. It's it, because it's the last Amazon, which who we didn't even talk about this part. Linda Carter's um, yes. little cameo. Yeah. Was that a spo- Was that too too much of a spoiler? Did I go too far? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're. <laughs> I'm spoiling Never Ending Story Two over here. You're golden. <laughs> oh yeah, you spoiled us on that one. Sheesh. character was her name Asteria. Yeah. She yeah. stays behind. She never goes to Themyscira. She holds back all of mankind so the rest of the Amazons can like leave men and go live on their all woman island. But she stays behind and so one of the first things that Diana does is she looks for her. Because okay. Amazons are immortal okay. unless they're killed. So she does yeah. mention to Steve that she looked for her but the only thing she could find was her armor. Yeah. Gotcha. By okay. the way, can can I watch that movie instead? Right. Oh, yeah. That, that would have been a great one. A Wonder Woman globe trotting, trying to find another Amazon Amazon woman 
And I think that would have fit the beginning of this movie more when it shows, because they show how lonely she is because you see all her friends from World War II getting old and dying and she's staying the same. Yeah. That would have made more sense for this, the tone of this movie if her, like, desperately searching for this woman who is part of her home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah have her burying the the secretary lady that they show in the photo that she immigrated to America with mm-hmm. have her bury her as the start of the movie and then start that and then decide to start that quest mm-hmm. um, yeah but yes I also like that in that little background that they give about how she get found the armor that this stuff is it was made from everyone's shields to be able to take on all yeah, of mankind. Uh-huh. It's still so in perfect condition. Cool. Cheetah rips it apart in like five minutes. <laughs> well, I did wonder about that as well. Predator. She's an apex predator. So, you know, She's that, stronger that than was the men. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, what made me sad about that scene was she was in the air for like, what I imagine and Time, like if I was actually in that world and not watching the movie, she was in the air for a couple of hours just to go home. She had to go back home. Yeah, yeah she <laughs> she lives in Virginia. She left from Virginia. Yeah, I mean maybe she got she fell and she fell on ninety five during rush hour, so that's what took her a couple of hours. We know it took her forever, and then she went home just to get the armor. And I'm like, dang, on it, Diana. Like even <laughs> even in. Even in the sky, you can get stuck in a traffic circle in D.C. That's that's what we <laughs> yes, found she out. Can. She probably forgot whether she was supposed to go up or down because her, her waves didn't tell her. It just said, go left. And she was like, which left? <laughs> uh, all right. Does anyone does anyone have any final uh, thoughts that they want to put on, on this movie? Um, if they're going to cast a son for a... Uh... Pedro Pascal, he should look a little bit like him. <laughs> I did see that a lot. Nothing like it. He, he did. He had a very Asian son, and nobody. Knew why. I, I just rolled with him. That too. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like he just really took after his younger. mom. Yep. And then I felt like the younger version of who he was supposed to be when he was a boy, but he was like four. Mm-hmm. Which he changed ethnicities himself throughout. The yeah, <laughs> so, that might just. Who knows what his son's gonna look like? That that kid is gonna grow up, hit puberty, and puberty is going to turn him into a Canadian. Like instead, hence <laughs> instead of his voice breaking during puberty, he's just gonna start saying a a lot. Some people are reading into it. If you don't want to read into it, it's fine. If you do see it, they're fine. If Max Lord is supposed to be a, you know, an analogy or a parody of, of Donald Trump, I don't want to see him redeemed in the end. I want to see no, Diana I don't. Yeah. the fuck out of him. Yes, I do as well. well. I don't. I feel like he's not because he actually loved his son enough that he gave up his power. I don't see Donald doing that for Don <laughs> Jr. That's true. Or yeah. for That's Tiffany. It. Maybe Ivanka. But he's, he's, he's doing it for Ivanka. That's it. Dude. Yeah. Tiff, I mean, 
Tiffany's wish is I wish my dad knew my name. That like <laughs> And the thing she gives up is her autonomy. She has to go live with him in the White House. <laughs> Side of Europe. Um, yeah, well, I think part of that is also just the fact that, you know, they've marketed this movie getting released about two or three other times before this final time that it actually came out. So this movie had a lot of anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I 100% believe that if they marketed Black Widow the way they've marketed. Wonder Woman with like multiple release, you know, like full, full press marketing for each release date, even, even if they don't know for sure, by the time Black Widow came out, people would either love it and defend every second of it, or they would despise it and it would put the entire MCU at jeopardy. Can I, can I, can I make a confession? I completely forgot that Black Widow movie was <laughs> But that's what they want you to do. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. It it, See, it does benefit them a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, for me, it's Morbius. I keep forgetting that we're getting Jared Leto as a vampire. Oh, uh, yep. That... I'm sorry, what? We you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I think that's what that, that trailer got released in the first quarter of 2020, so I'm sure it feels like it was five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. year is like the longest year ever. Yeah. This year took about fifteen years. It did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I, you know, I think this film is, you know, like, uh, you know, I've nitpicked at it quite a bit. I didn't love it. I probably will never revisit it. But do I think there's an audience for it? Absolutely. I think people are, you know, more than welcome to enjoy it. Tom, I'm sure in four to five years, this is going to be. One of your daughter, like one of your daughter's favorite movies, like yeah, I can see that. This, this is you know, like I said before, and I, I don't mean this is um, to discredit the film, but I think this is a movie for young girls, and I think they will enjoy it. Um, some, some of the times it felt a little bit like a commercial to me, like when she, when she winks at the little girl in the mall, like I was <laughs> yeah. Like that—that that was just. The Have a coke and a smile. 
snowball fight with those kids. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would have much... fucking pre- wrecks them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that scene in Beauty and the Beast, like the live action one. <laughs> no, we just... We, we see her throw the snowball and then we cut away to, like, people on the, the merry-go-round as we hear screams of horror. <laughs> and the movie just goes dark. <laughs> For anyone who's seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, when oh, yeah. Flynn Lockwood finally unleashes the sn- and has the snowball fight and starts pelting people, yep. <laughs> that's what it would be like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for me, yeah, d- despite my reservations, if my daughter wants to watch uh, this movie at any point, I will happily turn it on for her. Um, because I yeah, for for her this is gonna be a good film for her to 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 grow up to, um, and that I mean that that obviously is is a very important factor in all of it, uh, and then yeah, as has been said, if you know, watch it yourself. Form your form your. This isn't one of those movies that's so bad that we do on the show that we plead for you to not watch it um, to save save yourself. Um, yeah, the acting is good. Everybody did their best with what they were given. Yes, yes, yeah. everyone does the best they can with with what they have to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a fair <laughs> point to make. Um, and the uh, lastly, I do just want to say because I I've seen it online. Um, I know there's some some political aspects of the 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 prince. And and that whole oh, that yeah. whole situation, mm-hmm. um, I I purposely have not touched on it because I am not knowledgeable enough about that that world. Me neither. Um, mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. to be able to form my own opinion, or to be able to comment on how accurate or inaccurate the movie is, um, 
So if if there's anyone listening that was really hoping we were going to mention that, that's the reason. Sorry. I, <laughs> I I didn't because there seemed like there was no going to be no way for me to mention it without going. I'm going to piss somebody off. <laughs> um, well, you guys, I wouldn't talk about it because I feel like you need to know some historical information behind it. Yeah. And, um, I don't. I don't have that ever. Ever. <laughs> so, One of her strengths I, is not history, or at least knowing. It's my first like, night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've made it to put to the putting each other on blast section of this already. <laughs> um, Tiff and Nick, thank you, thank you both so much for coming on to the show uh, to talk about this movie. Uh, please let everyone know. Uh, where they can find you guys, where they can find your show, uh, so that way we make sure that, again, the negative three people who listen to our show but not yours are actually doing so. Uh, so, guys, you can find us, our podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are on a break right now. We'll be coming back at the top of the year bringing you new content. We have some fun series, um, that we already have planned out, and then we'll, of course, cover in pop culture as it happens. Um, that's Black Girls Do Stuff, too. You can also follow us on Twitter, where we're most active. That's BLK Girls Do Stuff. And then YouTube and Instagram, and our website is Black Girls Do Stuff, too. And we're on Tumblr. At blackgirlsdostuff2.tumblr.com. Fantastic. Yeah, make sure, make sure any of those that you use, uh, some of those I... Not only do I not use, but I don't know what they are. Um, I was going to say, Tom, we need more social media. <laughs> I, I, need, I need to know what more social media is. You should get um, a TikTok. What's, oh, God, what's no. What's a Tumblr? It's like a, it's like a blog, basically. It's a fandom blog. Oh, oh, I thought you were being serious. My bad. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know, so thank you for telling me. <laughs> Uh, this this is the year that I finally understood what um, Instagram and Reddit Twitter. are, and I'm still working on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. I Snapchat is still around. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what it does. I did not. I, I had never used Twitter until I until this show. This show is the reason why I use Twitter. <laughs> um, you do this so well. Look at you. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. And uh, yeah, and I don't have a Facebook account anymore. So I technically shouldn't have a Facebook account. I'm never on mine. So you're not alone in that. <laughs> I yeah. I that was something I was happy to get rid of. Um, but yes, for our lack of social media, if you want to follow it. You literally just follow at Movies Work on Twitter, guys. Uh, MoviesAfterWork at gmail.com if you uh, want to tell us anything that takes more than 140 characters. Uh, If it's an insult, please be creative. I've used it before you have, I promise. Um, And if you want to listen to more episodes of our show, obviously wherever you're listening to this episode right now is going to be a great place. Uh, If you're looking for somewhere else because you're not a fan of whatever you're using... There's Apple, there's Google, there's Spotify, there's Anchor, which is what we use to record this show uh, itself. Plenty of different options uh, and plenty of episodes, including um, one of Nick's favorites, Hereditary. 
<laughs> where you can hear me yell at Tony Collette. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna let anybody talk about who I want to play my aunt in a movie. So ask me the logistics behind it, but she'll be my aunt in a movie, okay? All right, we'll make it happen. Don't worry, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, we'll we'll continue to to have fun. I I hope that I get to be in the sequel to your thirst episode that you did with M from Verbal oh. Diorama. Yeah, I want to be. I, I want. I want to be. I want to be there the next time you guys do that because I. I don't think I've ever laughed at anything as hard as listening to the three of you all banter together about that, and that's just something I want to be a part of. Um, <laughs> as I continue to wait for the day where I finally get to be the flower girl at you and Chris Evans, Chris, Chris Evans' wedding, Nick. Because I still call dibs on Flower Girl for that. What I love the most right now is I'm in my living room and there's a grate that goes right into the bedroom that my wife is in right now and she's probably got a handful of questions for me when I go up there after recording this episode. A flower girl for who now? The funny thing is that none of what I've said will surprise her. She'll just want the context. I heard you were bragging about being in heels again. What? Why this time? people listening next week we went next week slash this week since we're recording this episode at a different time than normal uh we will be starting our ranking of the pixar films with the inclusion of the recently released soul the big question is going to be can alex and i's friendship stand our very drastically different ranking systems that is going to be the big question, but we are excited to find out. And if it is the end of our friendship, at least we can hope it'll be entertaining for you guys to listen to. It'll I will be listening to that. It'll be yeah, the end of our friendship, sure. but we'll still re- record a podcast. Oh, sure. But you might, but you'll be recording as enemies. I, I, will, I will be using, I will be hearkening uh, my Dan Aykroyd and constantly going, Jane, you ignorant slut, every single time Alex says something. <laughs> Again, some more some more googling for everyone who uh, <laughs> who doesn't get ninety percent of my references. Uh, but again, guys, as always, uh, I'm Thomas Green. I'm Alex Duez. Stay safe, be kind, and have a good day at work. Happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. What he said. <laughs>